We can do the obligatory. I'm too full to do the dance this oh, week. Can't, can't do the dance. Oh, I'll no, do the no. dance. Do the dance slowly. <laughs> Just like a really underwater. You're like Sonic as he's Sonic trying dying, to run. Yeah. <laughs> he's drowning. <laughs> Brilliant, an excellent way to kick us in for this week. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. It's episode 270, and one of your hosts, Ben, here with Drowning Sonic Lucy. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) And Gotta Go Fast Adol. We... We started with so much enthusiasm and speed, it's unheard of in podcast circles. Let's open up some beers, let's talk about some video games. Lucy, welcome back. Hello. To start, you you must have weeks and weeks and weeks of games, which means you've played about 4,006 games. (laughs) No, actually, I've... I, I I looked at how many games I've completed in June. It was just the one that I'm okay. going to talk about today. So, it's better yeah, than me. I, 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 just, I just can't be bothered uh, at the moment <laughs> with games. I think EA, not EA, E3 might have just destroyed me. But um, mm. all that content. But That's no, a, yeah. Just a couple of games. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll start off with you. I saw a beer in hand. What are you going uh, to drink did. today? Um, we were talking uh, a few weeks ago, how didn't see much of track recently. Mm. Um, when I went to the bottle shop today, there's quite a few of them. Um, picked up a couple. This one is called None But The Rain. Um, Aha. It isn't the one that Ben had, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I was going to check. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Typical. That's fine. I was saying how well prepared we are today. I Not drank me. Broken Cloud. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, similar to do with the weather, but this is called None But The Rain. It's an IPA, it's got Citra, Eclipse, and Galaxy Hops in it, and it's 6.5%. Uh, contains barley oat wheats. Uh, that's nice. it. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. I do have another track in the fridge, but I don't know whether it's that one or not. It just, I was like, yeah, that was another track, cool, pick that one up, brilliant. There's no way to tell. No. Schrodinger's beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adol, what are you starting with tonight? Uh, I am starting with the Daily Hazy APA. Um, it is a 4.8% APA uh, from Funky Fluid. Oh, nice. Well, um, I've never heard of them. And. Well. One of the beer features that we pay a special attention to is drinkability. Hazy APA perfectly fits this idea. Light, refreshing, strong, fruity, no pressure. It's got barley, wheat, oat flakes, wheat flakes, and the hops are Vic Secret, Lemon Drop, Mosaic, Citra, Amarillo, Styrian Cardinal, and the yeast is London Fog. Nice. Yeah, cool. So, Where's Funky Fluid from? Uh, that's a good question. They are Sounds from... like a... Problem that should be seen to. 
I Reduced syndrome. for... Brr, 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 brr. I can't read I could, that language. I could Google it. I'm just being I lazy. Mean, where's, where's Malt Garden from? They do collaborations with Malt Garden. Mm. Reasonable. Oh, yeah, they're, they're Polish. They're from Warsaw. <laughs> Warsaw, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I was gonna say it because it looked like Polish, but it was like, oh, I don't want to be that guy who's just like, it looks like Polish to me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more of an educated guess than most would give. <laughs> like how the Yanks think anyone with an accent that isn't American is English. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see you from England. <clears throat> no, the opposite end of the world, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna finish me gin quick. How's your gin? Very nice. Yeah. All right. Which gin is it's it? Good. Uh, Bombay Sapphire. Oh, classic. So what I got in my cupboard. Nice. Yeah, it's a good cupboard gin. Actually, it's a better freezer it gin. But Ooh. always freeze your yes. your white spirits, folks. Mm-hmm. Take that on board. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, so I'm going to have the, for the beer this evening. I'm going to drink a beer from Staggeringly Good. Uh, who I haven't had for a long, long time, but the can instantly drew me to it. It's a T-Rex in Tron garb, um, and it's called um, Little Arms, Big Ambitions, Labber. It's an IPA, it's 5.5%. This says, Big Arms, uh, Little Arms, Big Ambitions. They said it couldn't be done, that his arms were just too small, but he knew different. He kept dreaming of a world he thought he could never reach, that hoppy frontier, and then... He found a way in. Into the beer. There we go. A little bit of Tron blurb for you as well. Um, it doesn't give me any of the... Oh, so it does. There's, there's even more flavour text. Uh, staggeringly good brewery. We have a passion for quality beer. This juicy, easy-drinking IPA was dry-hopped at 18 grams per litre with mosaic and citra hops to give a full flavoured beer with low bitterness. So that's it. There are our beers. Lucy, we'll come back to you to let us know how it tastes, what you like about it, what's going on. I haven't had much of it yet. Because I had two pints of uh, Verdant earlier. Nice. They were very fulfilling, so... Mm. Smells... Smells quite strong, you know. Like the alcohol. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Quite sweet, tropical. It's very soft. Tastes like a trap beer. Nice. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, should elaborate, it's, it's very, very, very piney, very fruity. Mm-hmm. It's not a whole lot going on. It's a very quaffable, nice, enjoyable beer, but... There's much to say, to be honest. Okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just it's very nice, but it's not doing anything different. Like even the oats. Hmm. I guess you're getting a little bit of body, but if you you know, I can't tell that there's oats in it. It's not quite um, creamy or as viscous as I'd expect if something has oats in it. But mm-hmm. as I say, it's got a nice medium body. Um, quite light on the uh, in terms of like the fresh flavors, you know, just a lot of, lot of fruitiness, bit of 
bit of mango, maybe a little bit of, um, I'm not going to say grapefruit, <laughs> maybe a bit of, um, bit of orange, maybe a bit of pineapple a bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid beer. There's just not a lot to say about it, to be honest. Um, no, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, yeah. I, 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 you mentioned um, it had London Fog yeast in it. Um, Did I? Was that your no, beer that's my that Adam's well, yeah. beer. That's my <laughs> beer. Okay. Um, I was going to say something. Uh, this this has uh, Citra, Eclipse, and Galaxy. So, right. yeah, you know all your very tropical fruity mm. kind of uh, hops to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure if I know much about Eclipse, though, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's one we yeah, don't come across yeah. often. Uh, it's mm. usually covered up by all the other hops. Yeah, so it's it's not standing out. It's just a very nice tropical. <laughs> that took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> Saw Ben laughing. It's like, what's funny? It's like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, it is exactly that. It's like I'm not. It's not standing out from anything that I'd notice about the Citra or um, Galaxy. It's probably just complimenting them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's a really nice beer. It's it, it, six point five percent. I think I'm starting to feel a bit of that alcohol. Maybe that I, I'm smelling on the taste as well. Mm-hmm. A of a bit of a. Uh, light, very light burn, but yeah, it's it's nice. It's really good. Um, I'm just gonna shut up and enjoy it. Yeah, that's fair. Nice, good, good, nice. Uh, Adol, we'll come back to you with your beer with London Fog yeast in it. Um, I, it's- the, the the thing I was gonna say is I can't remember which brewery it is whether it's Verdant or Cloudwater or or someone, but. Um, there was sort of like this. It was one of the only breweries that was using London Fog yeast, at least that was telling you on their mm-hmm. cans, mm. like a year or even two years ago or something like that. And then it seemed to be kind of almost everywhere. And now, mm. again, it seems to have disappeared again. People are using other yeasts and stuff, but. Yeah, it's not one I usually come across. Mm. Anyway, yeah, me neither. Uh, as you can see, it is hazy. It's quite, yeah. quite pale yellow as well. Very minimal it's like head on the pineapple juice. Yeah, yeah mm. kind of. Um, the nose is a little sweet, and um, there's, a, there's a, a bittery pininess to it, almost like bergamot, but I don't know if that's because I'm used to the London Fog being uh, an Earl Grey tea with steamed milk in it. And so that might just be me triggering me associating London Fog and Bergamot. Um, but it definitely has a bit of that herbal, rooty smell. Hmm. Ooh. So we're getting light tropical, a lot of citrus. Um, and um, I don't remember how much percent this is. I think it was 4, 4.8? Yeah. You got a nice sweetness off of it. Um... Oh, this lingering bitterness is really doing things for me. I wonder how long it'll last and whether I'll acclimatize. Because I don't kind of want to. I like that it's not super bitter for, but it's it's the it's the only thing that lasts after about ten seconds. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said, it starts a bit sweet, citrus sweet, um, and then the mouthfeel is quite wet as well, uh, and which helps combat the very bitter uh, finish because you're like oh this is bitter but your mouth is still quite wet so you're not like feeling parched you just you could 
once you can sort of disassociate those two, you can sort of enjoy the bitterness mm. without feeling like, oh, I'm mouth-watering, I need to take a sip, because the bitter feels mm. like it should be drying you out, but actually it's quite a wet beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. It's hard to describe this bitterness. Um, like I said, it's a bit piney. There's something else going on. I don't think it's bergamotty. I think that's just in the nose. But there's depth to this bitter that I can't quite place. But if you like, um, I mean, yeah, if if you like, uh, if you miss sort of the bitter back end of IPAs, you know, of of yesteryear, this is going to be, it's a step down. It's not super in your face, but it does have that lasting bitter piney finish um, while being very, like, pleasant up front. Hmm. It's not too sweet. Clearly a beer. Um, that that pininess uh, or that bitterness is, is there in the beginning. It's just it's just at this low level, and so the rest, excuse me, the early parts of the beer sort of work well with it, and then they fade away, and you're just like, ah, yes, this is a lovely aftertaste. This just finishes like like a strong summer beer. Yeah, I'm really enjoying nice. this. Um, I'll try and figure out how to better describe that the finish. Hopefully, mm-hmm. otherwise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bitter, 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 bitter. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Good. Um, so, staggeringly good. That alarms big ambitions. Um, I, I smell it as soon as I crack the tin, but in the glass, that smell seems to have um, um, lessened very slightly. We're getting a little bit of fruit, but also something else. Beer. Beer. <laughs> mm. um, it's 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 a little bit more orange um, than, yeah. than than both of your beers actually I think yeah um, but again a hazy solid sort of color nice um, pour with a with a, a pretty thick sort of head which is um, dissipated quite a lot but mm. mouth feels really nice it's not too mm. thick it's not too sort of watery. It's very, very kind of right smack in the middle. Very easy to go back, but just with a with a, sl- a very slight sort of, not even viscosity, almost like an oiliness to it. Um, flavor-wise, I'm getting that flavor that I couldn't describe in the nose, in the taste as well. Mm. It, is, it is definitely sort of fully there. It's three big swigs to be able to describe what I'm trying to say. Mm. Whatever it is, it's kind of like this. Kind of almost not quite kind of like soapy coriandery, but it's it's edging on that sort of like slightly herbal kind of side. But again, a very bitter beer. And that's kind of clouding a lot of the other sort of stuff. There's a little bit of maybe lemon. In there, a little bit of citrus, mm. um, some other kind of sweet fruit in there as well, but I can't quite pick it out because this sort of more herbally bitter, kind of almost like smoky kind of flavour to it is just clouding the, the the rest of it. I'm picking up more of that kind of lemon because it it kind of cuts through everything, and that's this sort of lingering taste that I'm getting, definitely kind of that that lemon. And it, it, it kind of, on another day, 
after a few beers, hmm. if they'd have dialed up something in this a little bit, you might think that this is and has a kind of a smell or a feel about it of like lemon flavored like washing up liquid it, it it's not at all but i can absolutely see that something in this changes and it is it, it just has that kind of not quite soapy kind of flavor mm. it's all kind of lemon cutting through in the sort of in the fruit and i can i can see how this doesn't quite get to that no one wants to drink, you know, mm-hmm. lemony washing up liquid, but it, it it's pulled it right back. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, it kind of this 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 smokiness in there is just throwing me off completely. Hmm. Is it like a Schwartz beer or something like or a Rausch beer? Like, like what's the what's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know whether the gin and lemonade is having a, a, a <laughs> little bit of an effect. The gin and what? Sorry, wood. Lemonade. Mm. Mm. I mean, no, this is definitely this is yeah. definitely lemony. That's definitely not the lemonade. Um, but I mean, that that won't have much of an effect on this. But mm, hard to put my finger on exactly what it is. I think they said it was citra and mosaic in the in here. Yeah, mosaic and citra. Mm. Um, but it's it's not massively kind of fruity. It's just very kind of level and easy um it making my tongue tingle a little bit as well but that's kind of the best way to describe it i think a bit smoky very citrusy very piney bitter and that's kind of it a whole lot going on in that mm. it's like the there's opposite a, of mine it's like not a lot going a, on there's a lot going on but still only to get like a few flavors pulled out of there yeah. because it's it's a bit of a confusing kind of flavor to to pull apart, really, uh, but it's nice. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to pour the rest of the can into my glass right now and enjoy it. Whilst we all chat about whatever it is we've come to chat about this week and bring to you, dear listener, who would like to kick us off and discuss. Whatever it I, is they want to. I don't have a lot to say because uh, my stream okay. failed yesterday and I was fed up. So why don't I just start uh, with yes. the next short one? <laughs> sure. <yeah. laughs> um, so uh, we were provided a code. It was going to be for first looks. It was called Mundown. M-U-N-D-A-U-N. Um, it's uh, made by Hidden Fields, which is a one-person studio. Uh, yeah, and it's a survival horror game. Um mm. Mundon is a lovingly hand-penciled horror tale set in a dark, secluded valley of the Alps. Explore various areas full of secrets to discover, survive hostile encounters, drive vehicles, fill your inventory, and solve a variety of handcrafted puzzles. Um, none of my tech issues were related to the game. It just meant I couldn't stream the game, and, you know, when that kind of thing sort of happens, you aren't really in the mood to continue playing the game. Mm. at least i'm not um but i did i so i only played about half hour of it and it was mostly preamble like sort of didn't get to experience too much of the survival horror part like you you get on the bus and there's a lot of dialogue it's i guess in swiss um on the um the overhead narration but it's the things you read are all in english Isn't um, it like, uh, like that one language like 20 people still talk now it might be that because it didn't sound like mm-hmm. any. Like, it didn't sound familiar. Like French or anything. Yeah. 
or, or Swiss German. Let me German. have a look at the... Uh, yeah. But what's uh, great, what's amazing is it's literally hand-drawn. All hmm. of the assets okay. are hand-penciled, and you can see that, and it makes for a very... And, like, it's just, like, pencil on slightly brown paper, hand-drawn. Like, it's not, like, colored pencils. It's, it's like, just monochrome, but with some shadowing and, like, on the bus ride up to where you're you're going. Um, I noticed that the glass was give, causing some diffraction, which I think, think was really helped sell the world, even though the world was obviously drawn. I thought that was a really cool touch. Of mm. like looking at the window and seeing the fence as you're driving by, sort of ripple, um, while everything else in the bus was staying the same. Uh, it just—it's really beautiful. It's hard to describe. Um, really, just like do a quick search, you'll find it. M U N D A U N. It, I think, st- the the stills make it just look kind of like a drawn picture because it's it's low res enough that it's you know it's pretty seamless. When you start seeing those things move, it becomes mm. very odd in the sense of it's not, it's like familiar, but not because you're not used to hand drawn. You're used to that style or whatever. I've seen that in other places. And then it's like animated, but still hand drawn. It's hard to describe. It just was very odd. Like when a goat walked up to me, I spent a while petting the goat. I'm sad that the internet didn't get to enjoy that. And it, like, stuck out its tongue, and it felt very much like a video game, but also felt like I was looking at a drawing of a goat sticking its tongue out. Um, so I think that, like, they clearly put a lot of effort into that art design to make sure it was pretty seamless, despite mm-hmm. being yeah. quite, um, on a, like, a non-standard artistic choice. Um, and, like... I'm sure things can go really weird. Like I said, I don't have a lot to say. I'm going to play it more. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll try streaming it again um, for first looks or just play it some other time to, to get to get through it. Um, but, like, your grandfather's um, barn burned down, and he was inside it, and you were trying to investigate. You're, you're, and you were to- you're reading a letter from father or something, someone or other, and he's saying, you know... There's nothing we can do. There's no point in coming up. It's all settled. D- don't bother. And then you are clearly on your way to bother. Um, but the first thing that happens after you're off the bus is, you know, you, you've got this. I put a journal. in your face. He's like, how dare you come here? No, what's weirder is there's like a, an easel. So, like, you see this burnt building, and then there's a rocky outcropping sort of upslope a bit to, to it because we're in a mountain. Uh, and there's just an easel facing the other direction. And you're like... Someone painting a picture of my grandfather's burnt-down barn? Hmm. And then you walk to the front, and it is. It's a drawing of... So it's a pencil drawing of of painting (laughs) on the easel, right? Like, I'm trying to evoke what it looks like. But if you take it, like... If you take a step closer, the drawing opens up like a crumpled piece of paper... And then it's a more, and there's more drawing of the burnt building. And as you get closer, it fills more of the screen such that you eventually, if you take that last step, the whole screen is now a picture of the uh, burning building and you are on the night of the fire. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. And you're now, and you're standing in front of the burning building and you look behind you and there's the easel, but now there's the man who was painting Mm -hmm. because you sort of used it as a weird portal. But all of this was done. Via this hand-drawn aesthetic on like an, a crumpled up paper 
sort of unfurling. It's it was a really cool aesthetic and tied to gameplay move because it made perfect sense that I was in front of the easel because I sort of walked through the painting. But also, as I got closer to the painting, it was taking more of the scene. So actually, there was no moment of transition because, except that the, the the game sort of clued me in that like I was now there, right? But it wasn't like a whoosh or anything else. It was just like. Now all I see is this painting. I step forward and I feel myself actually moving in the painting space instead of getting closer to the drawing. And it got that depth and that transition really well. So it felt seamless. Um, and that was like, ooh, I'm looking forward to this. And then I glanced over and it was like, bitrate. Um, <laughs> like, oh, I guess I, I, I guess Twitch is angry. Um, uh, but yeah, so like I just, it's... X dollars. How much is this? It's twelve thirty nine on Steam, um, and I'm just super interested in. I don't know how long it is or anything, but like just based on that. I mean, I, I obviously went a bit further than that, mm-hmm. um, and most. Uh, and there's like, you know, you see a mysterious character, and they're like right up. It's it's like a close up of them bending over you as if you had fallen over. But again, this is all hand-drawn. So the shat- it's just like shadows, as if you were like in a dark place. And then a, a, a face that's pri- you know, primarily white, or you know, the, no- the non-colored in color, talking sort of quickly, but not at the language you, you know, but just like looking evil and kind of demented and up close. And like there's a lot of interesting uses of shading there. Uh, and that made perfect sense. And you're like, is this a demon? Or I don't know. Like, I, it, because of the art style, it's, it can get away with an ambiguity of like, am I just dazed? Mm, yeah. Because none, none of it is like realism, right? There's no nothing close to hyper-realism. So you're not quite sure yeah. what the shading and the pencil drawings are trying to convey. Clearly something big is happening. And whether it's like psychological or magical or mystical, who knows? Mm. Um, and so like... Yeah, it seems like they could like really mess with you using that art style. To, to add to that psychological, mm. you know, horror aspect. Yeah, so... Uh, like so optical tricks and... That's why I know I want to go back to it, because it didn't mm-hmm. really get a good fair shake. Like, like I said, just based on a few of those types of moments, I was just like, oh, I'm kind of sold on on, on, try, on mm-hmm. playing this. Um, and then I was sad I had to stop, um, and so at some point I'll start again. But I just wanted to mention it, because... Uh, mm. You know how these things go. Sometimes I might not get back to it for a while, and I think it's worth floating. It's also twenty percent off currently on the Steam Store. So if that's been out for a while, hasn't it? Because I, I heard good things about it before. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, it came out in uh, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the the language is Romance. Um, oh, okay. Which yeah. is like close to like only like a hundred thousand speakers. Like, yeah. That makes a lot more Not sense. All of them are native, or you know, that's their main language. So I think it's only like two thousand people like speak it's, it regularly. It's one of those things that I will always give extra points to a game to. That yeah. all of the spoken dialogue is in the language of, of yeah. wherever yeah. the game has been set. Absolutely, yeah. uh, it, it just pulls you into that setting so much more. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm always a person with foreign films or anime or whatever who will subs over dubs on who, yeah always always um yeah. and and that's not to take away from voice work of people who do dub kind of work into into english a lot of the time but it, it definitely kind of pulls you in what, what what really interests me about this game is 
how technically they've been able to achieve or, or the, the developers you said it was a sole developer as well yeah. how they've been able to achieve this hand-drawn aesthetic uh, is it is it just been painstaking work to get assets in and, and then put that into sort of whatever engine they're using and, and extrapolating in whatever way that those kinds of things work it, 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 it seems when I've seen sort of screens of this it just looks nuts that, yeah, that, that this, I mean, so, it, it looks like something that would have taken twenty years to, <laughs> to, to craft with the amount of drawing yeah. that needs I to mean, be done. So, some of it is like at least the only place where I really noticed this was on the bus. The seats, the seats had a repeating texture, which makes sense because mm -hmm. yeah. they used like like basically it's all one color and then sort of sort slightly slanted lines and a cross shape to be like the you know, the pillowing that's on some bus, mm. some seats. Um, and it worked really well, but it was very obvious. That was the only time where it was like, because it's just repeated left and right on a grid and like several of them. That was the only time where I'm like, aha, that I can recognize is just a regular, like that's just texturing. Um, but, and and I just, I mean, I, you know, it's all just a flat plane that you wrap around the model the right way. But again, there's so many shortcuts you could do in modern development with, Photoshop and whatnot, and copying and pasting and cloning, and like, I don't like some parts you could probably get away with the hand drive. I think most of it just, yeah, like you said, it seems like at the very least you are like, okay, this is a like a post of wood, so I'll just draw the wood pattern on on mm. on whatever, scan it, and then wrap that around a cylinder. But, like, I'm still drawing the whole wood pattern. I don't know how, get, how you get away with that style without that. And I'm sure there's some cloning and Photoshopping you could do, but it does seem like you can't get away with nearly as much with that sure. aesthetic. Because yeah. you, you, line breaks and continuity, uh, when it's all has to look like pencil strokes, just seems, like, way harder to do when it versus, you know click fill red and then you add a luminescent filter or whatever on it and like i don't know and yeah it looks nuts and like at first i was like this is really cool but like if this could just be a gimmick and like that's just a really cool artistic thing then i'd be happy to walk around the world but like i said that moment with the easel i was like and like part of that acceptance was they, it really felt like an uncrumpled paper and I'm in this hand-drawn world. And so that makes sense as a sort of portally thing. It's not just that it was really cool looking. It like matches the style in a very specific way. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I, that was like what the moment where I'm like, oh, I want to see, even if I'm like totally not into the plot, I kind of just want to see more of this game artistically. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like the plot was not good. I'm just saying like that was already enough to, to make me want to play more. The vibe is really cool. It kind of reminds me, well, this is the wrong part of Europe, but like Scandinavian horror, like weird moving stuff going mm. on. In there. Yeah, it looks super interesting. Wait, it reminds me of this game called Candle, which was um, all hand painted, and you just think, man, I don't know how people do it. Mm. I can't even colour in a colouring book. <laughs> I can't even get in the lines, mate. It's my job, isn't it? Just color, just do some coloring <laughs> yeah, for a little true. bit and just send it out to people. Like, you do it. You do it. I mean, when you, when it, I suppose it's very similar to to what I do. Sat here 
drawing buildings you know day in kind of day out a lot of a lot of what i do is on the computer but occasionally mm-hmm. at the start of a project i get to sit and and actually draw and uh, and do lots of line work and pencil work and shading and all of those sorts of things to to, to present some sort of you know early concept images of things and it is it is painstaking it, it it takes time to put all of those things together and you know you've got to have the right kind of equipment that if if you make a mistake that it isn't kind of start again sort of stuff and, yeah. and yes photoshop and and lots of computer editing sort of tools can remove a certain amount of sins from your drawings and and, and amend them and, and copy stuff over and and be able to kind of replace uh, lots of things or you know a lot of the times if i've done a big drawing a big elevation of a building and i've messed up on say one window it's easy enough for me to just very quickly draw another window and photoshop it in right so uh, you know there's there's definitely sort of shortcuts and i would imagine whatever mm-hmm. um engine has been used for mundorn um they've, they've they've picked based on you know ease of use i would assume to be able to replicate that sort of hand-drawn aesthetic kind of everywhere and do it as seamlessly and easy as possible but yeah as as i said i I just i really want to know how i want to know how this has been done yeah Um, so uh i mean come back to us adel when you've when you played some more to let us know kind of um you know more about the story whether whether um you know it, it, it keeps you going or whether it is that aesthetic whether you are just playing through because you want to see how you know the the, the unfurling of the paper pulling you into a new scene whether whether it is just that several times or whether it employs other uh, um sort of artistic elements similar to that to transition you between places and things so um I may, I mean, I don't usually do this, but I, I, I was on the Steam page to read the blurb, right? And, mm. and I saw the achievements, and I don't normally look at them because they're usually spoilery. But these are all hand. They achieve the achievements look great because these are these badges are hand drawn in the same aesthetic, but mm. like much cruder. And like for example, one of them is um, just like a, a a nice little rounded double line to make a frame and it looks like basically like a snapshot of a medal number one and it says win the sleigh race so spoiler alert there's a sleigh race but now now i'm like i i, I read that i'm like oh i don't want any more know anymore that's just a really cool badge but now i'm like there's a sleigh race what <laughs> survival horror is this santa claus no um but yeah it, it, it's clearly well designed on that level too which i really appreciate because mm. I don't care about Chivos, but boy, do people care about them. Mostly, it's like this is part of the platform. I will put the same meticulous effort in to drawing these achievements. Yeah, nice. that's really yeah. nice. Cool. Good. Some level. Nouvelle. Is that a vehicle? I don't know. A nouvelle. Ignore me. Nouvelle. Oh, Nouvelle. I don't know. Maybe it's something in Romance. Is this is this one of the languages you speak, Lucy? Uh, one that only a hundred thousand people speak. <laughs> Are you one of those hundred thousand uh, people? Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> when I say I speak Romance languages, I actually just meant Romance. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Brilliant. 
I'm one of the 2,000. I made this game, so thank you for your uh, praises. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, good. Uh, so, thank you, Adam, for, for sharing. Was it Mundorn? Mundorn? Mundan? Mundorn. No, no speaks romance mm, no. we, we don't know. We can never know. There's no way of knowing. Um, let's move on then. I, 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 I do have a game um, a, a, as well this week to talk about, uh, but I've only got I've only had a preview build of it. Um, so I got sent uh, a preview build of Death's Door, which oh, is a uh, devolver crow, crow published guy. game from a developer called Acid Nerve, and um, it's kind of this isometric action game um, with a few kind of RPG elements right but it, if you think of an isometric action game and you think of Devolver you're going to kind of almost sort of like fill in the blanks on some of the stuff with this so there's a very light kind of comedy to it it's very very dark um, there's lots and lots of kind of not kind of blood and, and gore like it, it, it sort of suits and fits kind of with the setting but it, it feels a little bit more kind of over the top for sort of what it needs to be but you are a, a little crow and your job is to reap souls so you go around and you kind of have this quota and the game very much starts you off to suggest you have this quota of souls that you have to kind of reap and you're sent on a task to go and reap a soul and when you get there things go awry the, the soul is stolen from you and that kind of begins you on the story uh, which takes you through kind of like death's door um, it's so easy to play. You know, if you've played like mm. Transistor or a kind of games like that, you will know it's kind of, or even um, like Hyperlight Drifter, that, that sort of stuff, you will know this kind of isometric action level that you're kind of going into. You've got an attack, you've got a heavy attack, you can dodge and roll out of the way, mm. the you have some ranged attack. Good. It, and, and it does. It feels very good as well. It feels like a lot of work has been put into the motion and how everything feels. You know, the weight to things, the time things take. So whilst I was playing it, I know that I would go in and I'd be like, right, I can do three very quick hits, which is the most you can do before the character takes a pause and then try and roll away and move. And, uh, or I can run in and do a big heavy attack and then dodge out the way again. And I've tried to test a little bit with this kind of whether a big attack is the same as three light attacks or, or mm -hmm. takes more damage than three light attacks. Inconclusive. I can mm, tell you, you know, my, my testing is, or well, just my brain has not been able to process. You don't know your DPS. <laughs> your your hit frame. It's not an on-show numbers game. There's no there's no numbers flying up yeah. out of all of these things, Thank which God. in a way which in a way is great, um, because <laughs> yeah. I you know some you come across some enemies and I'm like right that's one hit. I I, I know a little flying enemy bobbing about one hit bam. Yeah. 
I know the pattern that they go through and stuff. And then that, that enemy appears later on. And so you know that the, the, the play style of these kind of enemies. And it, it does that again very, very well. It takes you through yeah. and, and progresses through these enemies. There's a ton of different enemy types too. Um, it, it, you move through kind of like the first area, which is a big graveyard sort of setting. Uh, you're reaping souls. Of course, it's sort of this kind of area. But you come up against sort of like flying eye, you know, singular eye bat kind of things. There's guys with little hats on which with claws which swipe at you. There's guys which roll kind of in a line towards you and then will hit against the wall and fall on their back so you can then sort of like hit against them. Like the, the variety of enemies in this is excellent. But it all still fits very well with this quite mm. limited set of uh, combat and movement mechanics that you have. And this is why it just feels so good. Yeah, it looks like it's got a clean aesthetic and just clean mechanics. Like yeah. It doesn't seem like... It says RPG on the on the Steam page, but it doesn't look like it's bombarding you with mechanics and, you know, as you say, the the hit points and everything like that flying off enemies. It just, I love the look of it. Mm. it is, I it saw is it with the clean. Divulger thing. Um, I don't know if I'm just conditioned to think that every isometric uh, game like this is a roguelike, because I thought it was like a roguelike, and I was like... Mm. But just watching uh, the trailer and reading mm. it right now, it's like this looks like something I'd be very much into. Definitely, it's it's not a row like uh, you die, you Praise go, the Lord. you go back to the last checkpoint, bonfire. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> so. Um, you you don't have bonfires necessarily, but you have doors. Okay. And these doors take you back to like the central area, the central vault kind of area where the other crow was behind his desk who gave you the job where kind of this head crow is and that is where you get the RPG mechanics coming you can go to him and use the souls that you've reaped um, mm-hmm. to upgrade stuff and you can upgrade your strength your yeah. dexterity um, how quickly you can kind of fire your bow or um, as I have uh, just unlocked a um, like a fireball magic ability so nice. there's there's a little bit of kind of play within what you're doing in terms of like the RPG kind of side, but it still all fits with this very sort of simple isometric kind of uh, um, play. And yeah. I think uh, a, there there are a couple of things kind of of note which do stand out from lots of other sort of games like this. So it is isometric. But there's areas that you can kind of get to and you walk down a ladder, you come up and then actually when you walk across and behind the area, it will turn the camera so you can then see that area. But it's only in a very small sort of section, you know, along that walkway and kind of just a hidden part which might give you some souls or take you into another chamber or something like Mm. that. But it's always really that kind of, you know, top-down view and it only shifts around in sort of certain parts and i think that's just a really nice touch i'm like yeah. oh i can there go better be there. a waterfall there better be a waterfall uh, uh, or something uh, like that. otherwise it's terrible again <laughs> <laughs> at some point i'm sure there will be um so it the, reminds the... me of below the look mm-hmm. like the capybara game yeah yeah, yeah. Capybara. was it capybara 
Yeah, that, that could have been promising, but just didn't live up to expectation. Um, so it, yeah. it it reminds me a lot of Moonlighter. Mm. And, and kind of the other very notable point is the music. And the music is it, okay. it sounds a lot like the Moonlighter soundtrack in that it's lots of very light kind of piano refrains. And it, it, it fits very well. So it, it kicks up when you're in kind of boss battles and is very just nice and light and breezy when you're just exploring and walking kind of around the world. And it, it matches very, very well with what's going on. And, and you can tell the level of kind of care that they put into this because there's a section in the game um, when you go to um, fight kind of the first big boss. So there's, there's, you, you, it's suggested to you that there's three big souls that you need to reap. So when you go to the first one, you go underneath their mansion and you're in like furnace kind of boiler room style aesthetic kind of spaces. And you're moving around the map trying to, uh, you, once you've got your fireball ability, light some furnaces, which then move platforms, which will allow you to get across the different kind of areas. And, it, and actually the map design is really good in that you run mm-hmm. through this area like, what? why can't I get up to these spaces? And then you realize that you loop around and then double back and then suddenly you're above that space and you light a furnace mm. and you can then get across the walkway that you sort of came through. But these platforms will move up and down. So you've got a time walking across them very slightly, not anything hard. But the time of those matches the music so the oh. music's playing along in this. It's like, and the timing matches so, you know, it, it, it is on time with the music. And again, that just adds so much to the like level of production of this. Mm-hmm. That I just, as I'm playing through, I'm like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I can, I, I know the timing of these things to walk across because it matches the music. If I'm, I'm paying attention. I know how I'm just going to, very easily walk across this space, and it does. It, it just it, it feels so good. Mm. Um, I, I I mean, I haven't played a huge amount of these kind of isometric action games for a while. You know, we had like Titan Souls, Hyperlight Drifter, uh, uh, Transistor Hulk. ages ago. Mm. Like, I haven't had anything kind of of this small sort of or at least it feels sort of like small scale it's not because mm. the maps are, are, are quite large and stuff and everything kind of interconnects very well um also in in interconnecting sort of pathways and opening doors and things like you know they're instantly kind of reminiscent of dark souls uh the way that that game kind of crafted its world well even demon souls the way that the game crafted from soft crafted their world to be kind of interconnected and open up uh, shortcuts and these sorts of things. Uh, Deathstore does that very, very well. And, and you feel even just opening a door on a screen that you've been on before and then being like, yep, I can open that door and now just walk down that ladder or, or open a gate, let's mm-hmm. say, because mm-hmm. doors are different in this game. So you open a gate, you can then walk back down into a space that you've been before. And that even that is rewarding. Um so it, it it just all feels really, really good. And it's something that I kind of, having just a preview build of this, hmm. I'm sat there thinking, oh, this will end in a minute. 
I, I'm going to hit a point where I, I just get to just to like a stop point. But I, I'm, I, I'm not. I just, I'm just going and I'm going and I'm going. I don't know whether the preview build is just an early version of the full game that I can just experience kind of all the way through. Yeah. Um, this, this looks good. So it's yeah. like a Devolver classic. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. completely. Especially if it's like short, like you know, like eight hours, say. That would be great. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I've I, it's uh, just so everyone uh, knows, it is sixteen seventy nine uh, on Steam uh, with a fifteen percent discount at the moment to pre purchase or just to purchase before it releases. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not pre purchasing it; you are purchasing it. Um, comes out on the twentieth of July, uh, but I have played. If I jump into my library. Uh, 2.6 hours so far and I've defeated the first of three um, bosses that you need to get to then get to open a big door I mean Mm. there's probably something further on from from that door but I'm a little further on from from the boss so you know I probably did that in say like 2.3 hours Point three hours. That point something hours is always very confusing. <laughs> you know, you know what I love about gamers. Um, they go to the Steam discussions. Uh, someone asks, "How long will it be?" Pre-ordered it would be really disappointing if it's just four to six hours long. <laughs> then why did you pre-order it? <laughs> Perfect. Because it, that's going to be the same person who says puts a negative yeah. review and says the game's too short. I wish I could refund it, but I've already played my four to six hours yes, because yeah. he pre-ordered. You're I mean, not wrong. You're, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I'm you're, just you're probably, a window here. I don't think my house is tall enough, but Jesus, <laughs> I don't jump out of it. I think you're probably right in about eight eight hours, Lucy. I, I think that'll probably be roughly yeah, what but, it is. Uh, maybe if you go around and start to open up kind of other areas and things. So, mm. again... When I got to a certain story point after the sort of the first area and through the graveyard section, um, this this other character said, you need to defeat these three bosses. This one's over here, this one's over here, this one's over here. I'm like, cool, great. So I went to the first one and did that. Got the fireball mm-hmm. ability and then came back to the graveyard and moved through just being like, oh, how, where am I going? How do I get back to that point to know where I'm going to go to next? And I stumbled into this room, which had a load of cobwebs over its opening. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I've got the fireball ability. It allows me to to burn down cobwebs. I've done that in the previous section. Cool. So I burnt this down. And now I'm just in a completely new area. I've got no idea whether it relates to either of those bosses. Or whether this is just an extra set session. uh, An extra section. Mm. That it's going to allow me to explore, and it's it's taking me through, and I fought like a mini boss yeah. in it already, and those sorts of things. So it may be an eight hour game, but I think there's enough in there that you might Nothing even be at that. like ten or something yeah. like that. So there's I mean, definitely more it, to this. The way you described it sounds it's like very meticulously made and handcrafted, mm. and I'd much rather that any day over some procedurally generated roguelike that I could play for six hundred hours because. A, I'm not going to do that, and B, I just prefer the um, curated kind of experience. Like, 
people with that new Metroid game, they're saying like, oh, $60 for a Metroid game. I'm just thinking, you don't deserve Metroid. <laughs> You've all been clamoring <laughs> for it. And then it's like, well, $60. But what it's probably going to be like one of the most polished game. games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, they're like, oh, it's 2D. <laughs> yeah. It's 2D. Ah, this game's 2D too. It means it's, not store. It's, it's, not, it's not worth uh, not worth sixty dollars if it's 2D. Surely not. People got no clue, mate. Even though it's like it is like there's 3D assets in it. You just seen it from a 2D. Yeah, game. I was just saying it's it's yeah, like it's 3D. <laughs> <laughs> what gamers not actually understanding the terms they throw around? Never. They don't understand life. Uh, well, to be fair, I don't understand that one either. Inhale and exhale. But, <laughs> true. <laughs> but some people don't understand it even less. Well, that's fair. <laughs> we do. <laughs> some people that's ain't true. got a clue. Yes. <sighs> anyway, yeah, Death Store looks really good. I, 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 I saw it. And I was just like, yeah, as I said, preconditioned to thinking everything's a roguelike now. But mm. I, I know it isn't. I've seen it. It just looks great. It, it sort of reminds me of like, the last campfire-ish. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of and that was like it, a it has that six to eight too. hour experience. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, a lot more combat. Um, I don't think the last mm-hmm. campfire had yeah. any combat in, did it? It was just puzzles. I don't think so, yeah. Just puzzles. Yeah. Um, I actually played that this year. Oh, wow. It was on sale on PlayStation. Mm. Um, beginning of the year, like January, February sort of time. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the flack that PlayStation have come under today? Yes. Oh, yes. I haven't. Um, what uh, have they done this time? I, I, I can't remember <laughs> his name, but a UK developer mm-hmm. has come out. And he didn't say PlayStation, right? It's um, platform X. Yes. Let's be. Pla- uh, platform X. He said platform X, X console, console which doesn't have X. a Game Pass. Yes. Is that what he um, said? <laughs> yep. So, so uh, it's Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, what people assume. It, and he's like, it could be. Actually, no. Um, basically, he's he's coming out saying that he doesn't think that it's fair in terms of visibility that you've got to pay a lot of money to be like visible on the platform. Uh, to get sort of like storefront, um, um, kind of. Oh, you know, they've got when, when when stuff comes up saying new this week. That's a paid for position. To kind oh, of it's billboards. I, yeah, I mean, I, it makes sense in retrospect. I had never really thought about that. I mean, it makes sense not in the. Let, that's clearly the right thing to do. I mean, yeah. it makes sense that that's paid. Given what I know about capitalism, um, but yeah, that's awful. Uh, obviously, that says a lot to your indie. Developers, right? Yes, says, mm-hmm. completely. We'll sell yeah, you a dev kit. Hopefully, you'll make money. I mean, that's like it's all the platforms. It's not just a single yeah. Sony. Out. So it's all the platforms, but it seems like they're potentially the worst when it comes to that stuff. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the the, the yeah. amount of kind of stuff that we um you know that we kind of hear about the kind of inroads and and even the way that. Uh, Xbox kind of treated stuff. indies at the start of its you know run from the first kind of yeah. Xbox and, and that sort of stuff and having an online kind of storefront and stuff Xbox have always been very pro indie and PlayStation presented themselves as being very pro indie they had their their pub fund where you know like Axie mm. and Verge mm. wouldn't 
probably have happened if PlayStation hadn't have given uh, Thomas yeah. Hap a, a bunch of money to be able to to, to make his game, and, and other games have come through that. But from what this sounds like, it's like unless you know people at PlayStation, mm. unless you're kind of like a favoured sort of person, unless you're that my name is Mayo guy. But it's like who, Mr. Where, Mayo. where, where does a, 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 a yeah. small indie developer find twenty five k to yeah. be able to advertise their game everywhere? Let alone on one platform. Yeah, mm. it's it seems it, nuts. Because does I haven't been to the PlayStation Store in a while. Does does it have like an indie section? Not that or I recall. Everything just... No, not that I can remember either. Because you have like Idea Xbox and that like highlights mm. things. Um, that seems like a really cool program. I know. Yeah, Sony has their uh, kind of things, but yeah, I mean it. It doesn't surprise you because like like that Epic and Apple law set all all the stuff that just fell out of that and just thinking, you know, with the crossplay kind of thing and it's just like these companies, man. Companies like, be companies. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just like they can have this outwardly facing, oh yeah, for the gamers and all that crap, but it's like every company. Uh, bottom line is profit. Yep. It's, not really any other oh, line <laughs> profit, you know. Yeah, yeah, like deeds going on. So, sometimes there are some, you know, like with EA and you know the the, the indie originals things. Mm. So, but but it's rare. So it's like, and it just makes it even more absurd when people just like like prepared to lie down on a train track for this particular company it just makes no sense completely and it's 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 really kind of interesting in a way and i I don't know um i i know all of us um follow and kind of regularly watch james stephanie sterling's uh videos but they had a uh, a big thing recently with a developer called uh, Gilson pontis oh yeah gilson pontis and um, the kind of games that, that, that he makes and how they have been published and released on PlayStation. And we also had, again, James Stephanie Sterling covered um, Life of Black Tiger uh, and a few other kind of awful games yeah, that have kind of come I mean, on the PlayStation. And it, it almost seems like they've gone, we won't open the floodgates up like Nintendo have done and all of the like, shovelware that appears and, and how Steam have done. And how, like Greenlight doesn't exist anymore, but you can kind of just get whatever you fucking want on Steam these days. Sony have been like, right, we'll open the doors up a little bit to people. But everyone is level unless you give us 25k upwards. And, you know, you'll get your Activisions and and, and other people who will give them more than that to be front and centre advertised kind of slot. As soon as you go onto the PlayStation Store, it doesn't come up and say, new in this week, blah, 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 blah. It normally comes up with one game, here it is, and who knows how much they've kind of paid for that. Yeah. And you won't get mm-hmm. your Gilson Pontuses and your, your your Life of Black Tiger developers paying that kind of money, but they're still on the platform because mm. PlayStation have kind of gone, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll help, you know, we'll we'll give some space to these people, but we mm-hmm. won't give them a foot up. We won't give them any kind of 
preference over anything else. We won't. It is like just you know, Sony and PlayStation just currently feel like complete like free market capitalism. Yes, here is a space for you, but give us money mm. to put you prominently on our spaces. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's um. Yeah, like all of those storefronts are just so bloated and hardly ever curated. Mm. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sony's like especially is really bad, and Nintendo's really bad. I don't even think we can mention Steam because <laughs> God. But yeah, I, I I don't know if it was just more people like flocking to PlayStation Four in the last generation because. Obviously, they're the more you know. If you have one, if you're, you know, making Mundorn, you're one person. It's like I only have one platform to focus on. You would go for PlayStation if it's like I'm going to get more sales there, which doesn't seem to be the case from that Twitter thread that you know was going around today. Mm. Like a lot of it is with Nintendo and Sony. Just for them, that's obviously not a you know uh, catch-all, but maybe it is because. You know, PlayStation, they just opened the floodgates last generation, not too curated, and just like, yeah, welcome all. Open their legs and just... (laughs) (laughs) Open their legs, but don't tell anyone about it. (laughs) They're they're, they're a prostitute, yeah, they say pay 25 grand. (laughs) 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 But market prostitute... (laughs) I mean, I, I, I can't imagine anyone's paying a prostitute 25 grand. But um, I mean, yeah. you know, that's what uh, Bobby Kotick's spending his money on, allegedly, <laughs> according to James Stephanie's <laughs> We've got to be spending uh, his money on it, something, because, yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, it was interesting. It's interesting to get a, like, peek behind the curtain. Yes. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, those, those breakdowns from, like, the epic, like, how, how, how much each developer would get in, it's like... Man, it seems like some of them could have pushed more for their fair share. Yes, of it. very much. Um, yeah, completely. Mm, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, but things was, like that should be on the table, yeah. open for, it, for for like people. It like is them. interesting yeah. to see like that 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 little kind of table that came out saying, you know, Epic paid X amount for this game and got Y amount of new users from it, mm-hmm. and then paid X amount for this game and got. Y amount for these users for, and, and and those sorts of things stacking up where it, it's great fodder for developers <laughs> and publishers to be able to use in negotiations with Epic for you know later on. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that that's kind of like one of the worst things that could have been shared for Epic during that kind of trial because it now gives weight to other people yes. to push them around, which is not yeah. the hand they've normally been dealt they're the ones going we'll give you this amount thanks mm. for a little yeah. bit of exclusivity day one and, and, and see how it kind of works out and I'm going to go nah mate I want twice that at least I want the 60 billion you paid for Borderlands 3 <laughs> <laughs> says the guy who made Mundle I mean, it just pays for Randy Pitchford to go around doing magic tricks, doesn't it, really? Watch Mate. porn all day. Um, anyway, <laughs> should we open some more beers? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. After that. Uh, yeah. Lucy, what are you going to drink next? 
I'm gonna drink a beer from Ben might like this. Atom. Ooh, Atom, nice. Mm. You like Atom, don't you? Mm. Atom. Uh, this is called the uh this is called Resonance. Um it's a mosaic IPA. Love me some mosaic. Uh it's six percent. Um so anything else? On the can. No. <laughs> ah, excellent. Well, that's quick. It's got, it's got oats as well. <laughs> uh, 6%. Um, it's got oats in it. Barley oats, hops, and yeast. Uh, yeah, that's it. From Atom in um, Hull. Nice. Mm. Good. Okay. Yeah, nothing else. 440 mil. Can. Excellent. Was it? Ooh. That's a nice. Can is that? Is like a? Is that like a de- deformed slinky? That's what I was gonna say. It's like a deformed slinky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly those words. <laughs> ah, great minds. And yeah, ours. It, I, I instantly <laughs> thought. Then... Oh, does it whip mm. the llama's ass? Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you drinking out of? Uh, it's a can of references, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Old, early 2000s references. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that no, line wire thing no. I shared earlier. Yeah. I did enjoy that. <laughs> um, it's uh, from Dogma Brewing. It's a robust coffee porter. It's Docker's Hook. It's a 6%. It says Guatemala on it, and I believe that is where the coffee in the coffee porter is from. Yeah. And it Easy. says nothing. Nothing, really. Um, Storm the dark, dry, cool place. Coffee hops, yeast, unpasteurized beer. Uh, don't even know anything about the coffee except assuming the tin is not just saying Guatemala for the hell of it. It's probably from Guatemala. Uh, yeah. To drink fresh, don't trash, recycle. That's good. Mm. Um, so I will crack this, and uh, you can tell us what's your beer, Ben. Yes, so I'm going to drink um, uh, a beer from Brooklyn, New York, from Kings County oh. Brewers Collective. Um, it's mm. called This Is Your Brain on Hops, double IPA, Citra, and Nelson. And a, yeah. a, and a slightly exploding head man Ooh. can. I've uh, seen that one kicking a bit. Artwork going around. Oh my god, the condensation is dripping down my arm. Um, it is 8.5% and it is one pint American though, so like 500 mil. Um, mm. There's no flavour text on this. It does tell me though that it was canned on the 4th of the 6th, 2021. So it's like mm. three weeks old. Very fresh. Nice. From America. That got you quick, yeah. Found, Lucy, mm. in the news agents. Yeah. <laughs> Down the road. Say that again. <laughs> found in what? the found found you know at the oh, at the, oh in your new oh in your yeah you sure it just wasn't in your back garden at oh, this that's point. it just dropped it just fell from just the sky like, from oh, the cool, sky man, yeah <laughs> just found it on the street oh <laughs> despair I shall pour this and we will come back to you Lucy hmm <laughs> very frothy bubbly white head. Um, very hazy. It's basically opaque at this point. It's got a really nice, uh, 
orangey color. Yeah, absolutely. That's, like, that's really, really sort of vibrant. Mm. But it's, mm-hmm. you can see the light bleed at like the sides of the glass. So it's like it's like it's yellow on the outside and then just thick orange in the mi- middle. It's really interesting mm. look. Doesn't smell of much at all. Which I'd expect for like for like a mosaic beer, mm. especially. Yeah, doesn't smell of anything. It smells a bit soapy, actually. Oh no! If anything, but yeah, you happen to probably get my nose in there to smell anything. But um, see how it tastes. That's nice. Mm. That is really easy. Like. I don't think there's, like, I mean, it's too thick to even see, but I don't see any bubbles. It's, like, almost no carbonation. It's just really soft. That's good. Nice. Mmm. I kind of want to, like, sup it a bit more, so get the other taste of the track out of my mouth, because mm-hmm. it, it, seems, it seems quite delicate. Um... Just like the aroma, it seems like the flavour. I mean, it looks like it's only just got mosaic in it, so just one single hot beer mm. by the looks of it. Uh, it's, uh, hold on, it says um, intense citrus and tropical fruit flavours backed up with pungent dankness. So, mm, pungency, I get the dankness. Um, maybe it has got a little bit of that like kind of weedy, herbal mm. kind of taste to it at the end. It's not pungent. No, I wouldn't say so. It's it's, it's much more soft and delicate than that, but... I can't remember the last time I had a single hop beer that was mosaic. Um, It's been a while. I always look for mosaic because I think it's a really nice hop. But yeah, it's got that that kind of like soft lavender kind of taste to it. Mm. So maybe that's what they mean by like the pungent dankness, but... Yeah, this is a really nice beer. It's been so long since I've had just like a mosaic beer. Yeah. And I love them because they are, you know, slightly delicate, but do have that like kind of, you know, very quite fruity and tropical, like slightly herbally-ish kind of flavour to them. But yeah, this is really good. It's really easy. Like, I was just, just going to go. Just going to go. Like, the first one I was sipping, I think it was just like... I'm a bit full, it's a bit more carbonated, you know, just going to take this, you know, very slowly. This one can knock it back. Nice. It's really good. Nice. Really enjoying that one. I mean, I, I, I am a kind of known for their, like, Imperial Stouts, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of what I always am um, drawn towards. If I go in the bottle shop and I look in the stout fridge and I see Atom, I'm like, yep, I'll get one of those. I haven't had that before, because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be solid. It's really nice to hear that... that they're hitting other styles, and mm. maybe it's not quite as the flavor text sort of says, but it's still good. Yeah, um, yeah, I get where they're coming from with the the pungent dankness because um, maybe it, we're both meaning the same things. They just word it in a different way, mm. but yeah, it's it's a beautiful looking beer. Yes, and um, yeah. It, just a single half with mosaic, you like you can make such good beers out of that. Yeah. Well, mm. I think anyway. I love mosaic, so yeah, it's oh, I'm really enjoying this. Good, nice, nice. Yeah, I I can't remember the last time I had an atom beer, so I'm on the atom train with you, Ben. 
<laughs> it's so so small though. Uh, Anna, uh, we'll come to you for. Is it Dogma Brewery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Yes. So, uh, it's actually a little, a little more brown than you think. It's it's like leading to like lighter than a cola. I don't know if they like mm. to pick it up, but it's just got a little more like like medium brown to it. Um. Like it looks almost more like a coffee than you okay. know. Usually, you see these these um, porters um, quite black almost. Mm. Um, it's quite sweet. Um, you're getting coffee notes right away. A little maltiness. Um, yeah, I would say like like a fruity coffee, something like with ger- cherries and berries in there. Still. Now I'm doing like a, like a weird second degree note analysis. Um, it doesn't smell like cherries and berries. It smells like a coffee that evokes cherries and berries. Right. I got you. Yeah. Oh. Mary Berry. Um. Hmm. Hmm. He's just thinking of Mary Berry now. I, I barely know who that is. I grew up on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know the so this tin of references is like yes, that is a reference. I understand it is a reference. I do not really understand what it is outside of that. Um, it's actually quite thin on the mouthfeel. Mm. Um, which is kind of nice. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a sweetness. It's only six percent sweetness. Quite a bit of acrid coffee um, taste, which I think I said this, but the last coffee beer I had, which is kind of disappointing when when it's just like really generic coffee tasting, like you're going out of your way to find this really fancy coffee and then it just sort of tastes kind of like a burnt coffee in a diner. This isn't quite that bad. It just has that acridity there. It still has, like I said, these... Berryish notes. They're really helped by the sweetness of the beer. Um, the malts are there, um, not layered or anything, but yeah. there's a bit of a maltiness sort of sitting off to the side. It doesn't feel like it's interacting with that coffee taste that much. Um, really easy to drink because that thinness, but also because it finishes with that sort of acrid coffee taste and a hint of sweetness. Um, it's just making me want to. Part of it is like, am I missing anything? Take another sip. Or the other part is just like, that finish is just, it's not like a luxurious coffee finish. It's like, like I said, it's just like more acrid. Uh, you burnt the coffee in the percolator. Mm. I guess we'll have it. But what's interesting is the other parts of the coffee notes are quite tasty. Like I said, I'm getting some like berries. I'm getting like, this young uh, fruity coffee off of it. It's just that coffee's kind of burnt so you're getting flashes of, of this interesting set of flavors coming off of the coffee but mostly it's just like well maybe I'll just take another sip hide that <laughs> taste for a bit you know so that, that's a little yeah. unfortunate maybe I'll get used to it um, as is often the case right you get used to the more acrid more bitter parts of a beer and, and, and the rest can sort of blossom out but I will let you know by the end perfect nice good um, I've, I've already smelt this 
Kings County. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely. It's very light mango on that nose. Um, it's 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 closer to um, your second beer, Lucy, um, but not mm. quite as vibrant. A little little paired back. You're getting yeah. a lot of light around the edges of the beer. It's not sort of like a solid color. Um, but yeah, a lot of mango on that nose. Mm. I'm getting a lot of mango in the flavour as well. Like a lot of mango. Mm. Tons and tons of it, actually. Like that, that feels like it's the kind of the, the main flavour of it. But it does lead into this not quite a piney finish. Maybe not quite as piney as the um, Sagar and the Good kind of gave me. But it's definitely got this very light, piney, bitter finish to it. Really, really light. And just allows the mango almost to flow into that. It's not kind of like, here's that sweet mango, here's a bit of piney finish, we've mashed them together. It, it flows very nicely. The mango fades and moves into this kind of more bitter finish. And because the bitter finish is so light, you can get that flow between them. It almost feels like it's it's almost like ripening as you kind of drink, you know, that mango ripens as you drink it. Hmm. Interesting. It is. It is so light. There's no way I would say this was a double IPA either. Was it eight and a half percent, something like that? Not getting that from the from the beer at all. Um, it's it's just mango moving into a little bit more of a riper kind of state, which which flows very very well into that finish. Like incredibly easy, like ridiculously so, and it's very very soft as well. And Lucy, we, we know you having had a a few beers from New York in the last kind of a few months, really, uh, and me having had a couple. Like we always mention the very soft kind of mouthfeel. Uh, and, and this has it as well um, just very very soft and just allows those flavours to kind of unfold as they want to really it's not like bam here's the mango bam here's that piney finish it's just hey here's a beer taste it oh look here's some mango see what it does oh no no now oh, it's a nice ripe mango, <laughs> piney bitter kind of it. It just it just flows mm. so so well. Yeah. New York, New York, just, New York just know what's going on. They do. How, How have they done this? I, t- I mean, <laughs> lot, there's a lot of people there. Also, I, that's true, I mean, yes. North America has been doing what we called microbrewing. Yes. Longer than craft here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it, part of it is probably just like there's a lot of hipsters churning out them thoughts and <laughs> tasting and trials. Yeah. New York is very gentrified now. It's not quite like in, it was in the 80s, early 90s. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone's drinking craft beer. That's though. true. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What's, what's New York? Like 11 million people? That's a lot of craft beer. Don't know the population. I've just guessed randomly. I mean, 
you could pull a number out of your ass and I'd be like, yeah, two hundred probably six billion, two hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you mean New York City or did you mean uh, New York City, the state, probably, the not city, the state. not the state? Yeah, the city. state has got to be. Uh, it's eighteen million. million. It's eighteen. Fuck wow. Eighteen point eight too. Wow. That's yeah. nice. It's tiny. <laughs> I mean, at least ten of them are making beers, so. <laughs> There's a lot of people. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, that little, do, little, little, as soon little as you kind of, of as soon as you see um, area New York, you know, whether it's like Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York, what, what, whatever, mm-hmm. you just you just mm-hmm. know that there's going to be this extra little quality to it, don't you? And I don't think that's just New York. There's 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 other areas as well. Uh, I can't remember where um, our theory come from, but they were some of the best beers I had last year. Um, and they're yeah. like Virginia or somewhere like that, you know, that, that kind of East Coast sort of side um, to to the US. Um, there's, there's just something about beers, and even even the West Coast breweries. I mean, just 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 the United States are just knocking it out absolutely yeah. at the moment. Um, right, I suppose I'd say at the moment. Good for something, Americans. Yeah. Mm. That's it. That's all we want. Don't send anything else. Like that's it's just only export we need. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We don't, you know, we didn't bugger ourselves with uh, Brexit and we uh, need you. <laughs> That's like it. That. Brexit, Brexit will all be worth it. Just get a, you know, deal with the United States uh, just to bring over tax-free beer. That's fine. Done. Yeah. I, I mean, if I could, it'll all be worth exactly, it. Exactly. If I can buy North, uh, you know, United States brewed beer for, for £3 a can, done. I'm, I'm happy. Wow. Who cares what else happens? Can't complain, right? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter. Fuck everything else. <laughs> Uh, good. Let's drink these beers and let's finish with you this week, Lucy. Um, mm-hmm. What do you want to chat about? Um, I'll chat about a game I've uh, I started it. Well, they played the demo and all that Steam Next Fest mm. or whatever it's called was going on. It was the game that was very up my alley, which I always forget the name of, so I think I had it Googled. <laughs> um, something Pierre. Labyrinth City, uh, City Pierre. So Labyrinth City, colon Pierre the Maze Detective. Wow. Which is actually based on uh, a series of children's books. Um, it looks like Where's Wally, <laughs> which is the easiest okay. way to describe mm. it. But um, instead of like. Very elaborately hand-drawn, like, uh, pages. Um, but instead of, like, you know, just just finding things, they're actually, like, mazes mm. um, that you have to find your way out of. I had no idea about this series until, you know, I saw the game. I think it might have been on a Nintendo Indie Direct or something like that. And I was like, well, this looks cool. This looks like Hidden Folks, mm. but with mazes. Um with colour. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want this game. And then it just came out all of a sudden. <laughs> on 22nd of June, um, it came out. And I was like, um, I'll buy that. Um, yeah, I played the demo and I was like, this is very charming in the fact that it's so highly detailed, the it's so colourful. You know, it looks like a children's book come to life with, like, the little bits of animation and everything like that. 
but I saw, like, maybe this could get old real quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> in terms of, like, it, you are pretty much on rails. You are just going through this maze. Each each level is a maze. Um, and it is like, okay, there are things to... There are different paths you can take. So there's a critical path that you get because you're chasing after this guy called Mr. X and it's like you have to get to the end of the maze to get to him and you just move on to the next level to the next maze. But there are like, you know, little things you can go off the straight off the beaten path just slightly. But it's like, you know, very easy to see. It's very obvious. I think it'd be great for like, um, you know, a kid of Evelyn's age or something Mm. like that. Just very easy to to pick up and play. I'm playing it with a gamepad. But you could easily play it with WASD because it's like, there's only so many directions you can go. It's like, you don't need the mouse or anything like that. So, other than to obviously click and interact thing with things, but yeah, it's just like a painting come come to life. And it's just, um, I've I, I've played the first two levels. Like the first level set in like a museum. The second level set in like a a uh, town plaza where there's a parade. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just really colourful, really charming. You know, upbeat music, it's just... Uh, I feel like I, I'll probably play one or two levels a day, so it just doesn't get to, like, mm. okay, I'm just going through this maze, finding all the collectibles, and being done with it. it. It's just very enjoyable. I think it's something that, okay, the gameplay's not really, you know, expansive, or it's very simple, and it's like, it seems like the same number of collectibles per level and yeah. stuff like that. And there's like maybe one puzzle per level, but I, I just think it's like the charm will not wear off. The gameplay might, but I think the charm will just take me through the rest of that game. And mm. It seems like something you just experience piecemeal, like, you know, um, one level a day. It'd be like, okay, kid that I don't have, you, you get 20 minutes uh, to play a video game before I'm sick of you and you go to bed each night. Uh, go play that. Um yeah, I, uh, super early on. I don't know how many levels there are, probably about. I was looking at the achievements, um, like a deal, just to gauge how long it is. Mm. There might be like what, 10, 12 levels or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. The pure charm of it has just made me buy it, and I'm enjoying nice. it for that. So. What's it, roughly, what's it taking you yeah. kind of per level? Is it like a 10 minute sort of experience, or longer uh, than that? Shorter than that? Probably, um, I, th- I think this is a good game to look at the achievements because it's like it, it makes you want to go off the beaten path to find, like, interact with this thing or mm. you know find find this person. Just as that kind of like where's Wally experience, like I need to find this, and it's just like you get that you know quick dopamine hit of like yeah I did this, got the little achievement popping up. So, mm. um, but but you could just go main path and. I don't know how expansive the the levels get because I'm only on the second one, but you honestly like I, I I missed out on a collectible on the second map, so I was like, okay, I'll start it again, and it took me what five between five and ten minutes, probably less, um, to get to the end. Um, so so yeah, they're not they're not long if you're just going you know going from A to B. It's it, it's more you're there to soak up the charm and the Look at the, look at all these different little sprites. Like I saw a monkey dancing with two beer bottles in his hand. I was like, "Well, he's cool." <laughs> just like, yeah, just, just absurd, like kind of playful things going on in each level. So, 
yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, it. It's 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 something that I'm not in the mood to play games where it's perfect because it's like low impact, mm. very relaxing, very fun, very charming. So yeah, nice, nice. That's uh, Labyrinth City. You mentioned um, that it's kind of one of those games that you mm. play one or two kind of levels, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. of an evening or, or per day kind of thing. What what do you think is kind of stopping you from just bashing through? Smashing through it. Uh, I think it is because of the gameplay. It's just very simple. It's mm. like it, it, it's it. Maybe it's like sort of like hidden folks. I'm, I'm taking it in that um, re- approach because I didn't want to just blast all the way through hidden folks either. Because I was like, this is so charming. I just want to soak it in, soak in each level. If I was just like, okay, so but 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 find these things, move on to the next one. But 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 find these things, move on to the next level. It, it loses kind of its um, what I'm there for that experience mm. for. Like, so yeah, I I think that's what it is. Um, just want to soak it all in. Yeah. Soak all that. Um, charming, charming drawings and art style in. And speaking of games that are, you prob- probably want to you know play in like native language. Um, I believe it's like French books. I mean, the guy's called Pierre, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. But it's, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it's like uh, books uh, made in France. Okay. Probably want to play it in like um, French uh, French dialogue. Because there is like some very loose storytelling, like cutscenes between each each maze. Mm. Um, that, you know, gives it a bit more charm, a bit more whimsy. But um, yeah, I probably want the. The voice acting in French, so I might do that. Nice. So I might just turn everything in French. Um, yeah, I, it, 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 just take a look at the screenshot, and you know, I want the books. <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> I, yeah. I came out of it like it's just like I want the books because um, I love my wares, Wally. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm not too old to get children's <laughs> book. <laughs> that mazes. That's fine. I should be. Yeah. It helps your brain. <laughs> it's a good workout for you to, be able to kind of. I guess so. You know, be able to search these things out and stuff. Like, yeah, absolutely. Nice. We have been playing. Yeah. Uh, so, I bought. Um, well, I, I we bought Evelyn. Oh, actually, the box is here. Um, the kids, Hori oh. PS4 control pad. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, um, she. Um, we, we we you know occasionally we'll pick her stuff up if she's been consistently mm-hmm. good in school and that kind of uh, thing, and, and and she had been and this is what she asked for. She said, "I want a control mm. pad to be able to play on the PlayStation." I'm like, "Cool, okay." I know exactly the sort of thing we can look at, so we pick we pick this up for her, and. Um, She's tried a few games out. Uh, Sonic Mania, being one, which which you know she's the the idea of holding the idea of holding down to move in one direction wasn't quite mm. kind of clicking with her. Whereas we yeah. went back to Hidden Through Time, and mm-hmm. she very much picked that. You know, instantly was able to pick that up, and because it's on the, a much tighter control pad for her she was moving around the kind of puzzle much easier than she was on the bigger um ds4 
and she's she's really enjoying it again. Even though we've played the levels, she she started, um, you know, started again essentially, um, and it's just such an easy kind of game to play. Like you just scroll through the level, find kind of the thing that it is pointing you towards with a with a slight clue. And yeah, it, it's 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 perfect for her age because the the clues are not that difficult. So she will stand there, and because she's reading a lot of stuff yeah. now, she will try and read the clue, and she might get to a word that she doesn't understand, and I'll have to tell her what it is. And so yeah. she's kind of sat there going, right, I now have I've read the clue, or or the clue's been kind of read towards me. And now I've got to work out what that is. And you can kind of see it ticking over in her brain. Mm. What that clue means, what it might be. You know, Whether it's a clue on one of the early dinosaurs level, which says, I am smaller than all of the other dinosaurs. And it then shows a tiny picture of what she's looking for, which is the dinosaur. And she's like, well, I'm looking for this dinosaur, but it must be in with mm. big dinosaurs. So she just scans around the map and goes, oh, here's all the big dinosaurs. Oh, here is, here is the smaller dinosaurs with the big dinosaurs. Yeah, Brilliant. And very easy to manoeuvre around the map with the with that, with that a gamepad. And I, I, there is definitely something both excellent for her, you know, for, for, and you said, Lucy, the Labyrinth City would be good for someone maybe of, of Evelyn's kind of age, you know, for, for that younger demographic. But I think there's still something to gain from it for older players. Yeah. You know, mm. very you very kind of derogatorily sort of said, you know, baby games, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's still something to kind of gain from that. It's it's definitely mm. kind of training your brain in a certain way to be able to understand clues and pick out details and shift through information as well yeah you know it's kind of like you're looking for this here are lots of things that sort of look like this but aren't quite this and you go oh, is it that mm. one no is it that one no is it that one no is it that one no yeah. and it's fantastic watching Evelyn play like watching her brain work almost and her shifting through this information yeah, yeah. to be like it's this no it's not that one no 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 no, no. okay let's let's have another look kind of through um, so I think there's there's such a fantastic place for lots of these little uh, kind of hidden objects or like where's Wally style kind of games to exist. So I'll yeah. definitely have a look for Labyrinth City uh, yeah. as kind of a purchase. And is it? Did you play it on PC? Yeah, I bought it on PC. I believe it's coming to Switch and maybe other things later. But yeah, just picked it up because I, I was like, this is perfect for like a big screen. I was like, seems a bit wasted on Switch. Yeah. Although you can play that on the TV, I guess, which I always forget. But um, why would you? <laughs> but yeah, it, it is fascinating, like, just how in tune we are with, like, games and mechanics, mm. because we've been playing them so long, like, it's like I've been playing, like, a Metroidvania, and I know where the wall chicken is, and people are like, how do you know that's where the wall chicken is? <laughs> You've never played this game before, and it's like because that's where the wall chicken is. <laughs> what else would be in this nondescript wall just here? Of course, that's where the wall, you know the wall chicken is. 
yeah it's 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 crazy um so yeah um that is uh mr pierre in labyrinth city Hmm. Uh, the other game that I would like to talk oh, about, the yes. one that I've only, the only game that I finished like this month or something, um, is the Procession to Calvary, which a few years ago, it must be years at this point, I played a game, and you lot might remember this, it was called Four Last Things, and basically the developer, uh, Joe Richardson. He uses uh, Renaissance art and uh, you know music because it's public domain. Um, it's like if you're not an artist or <laughs> or a musician, it's like you usually have to, unless you're very talented and multi-talented, which a lot of developers are. You have to contract out for that. Mm-hmm. You have to you know pay people to do art, do music and stuff like that. If you're just a programmer it's like I code, I may not know how to draw things or, yes. or make a crotchet in a quaver. So um he uses uh <laughs> renaissance art and uh a music and he, he sort of stitches all these different um like collages and paintings and makes a point and click adventure game. Mm. Uh this is like a very I'd say it's a direct sequel to like Four Last Things. You're playing as a different character and you've got different pieces of art in it, but it's the same very Monty Python-esque, mm-hmm. very crude slapstick kind of humour to it. Um, and I just love how it, a lot of the humour comes from just looking at these pieces of art and thinking what the hell is going on here <laughs> who drew this were you guys okay 400 years ago they were i think that's how people will see no i think that's how people are going to view anime in 400 years they're going to be like were you guys okay and the answer is no again no we weren't <laughs> but yeah it's just like the commentary on like okay there's two guys naked and wrestling and yes there's obviously like cultural things that make this sense but it's like you're just saying two weirdos wrestling naked like the 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 captions and (laughs) and like it just comments on how bizarre and ridiculous the art is um obviously had you know cultural meanings back then and they may not have been as weird to look at back then but yeah it's just like what is this it's like you know, someone walking through a museum um, through the Louvre and like, you know, hands behind their back and saying, oh, this is a Monet and this is this is what this reflects. And someone just saying that, that's just paint, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what this game is. Amazing. Just commented, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I played it on Xbox. It's been on PC for a while. Yeah, since And I saw what it was coming to. Yeah, yeah and I've, I've always been like, oh, I need to get it, I need to get it. And I saw that it was coming to Switch and Xbox. I think those are the only consoles that it's coming to. Because you can't um, fucking advertise your indie game on PlayStation, so why would they fucking bother? Like yeah. That? Yeah. I mean, it's even like fourth wall breaking where, you know, developers saying, like, tried to pick up a publisher. It's like, this is very, you know, esoteric, very, nice. very niche. It's like, and stuff like that. So it's like. Yeah, after what we've heard today from Sony, maybe that comes into part of it. But um, yeah, it's nice. it's it, it plays it plays fine on 
Xbox because um, it's not a very like pixel hunty precise game. It's like there is inventory management, like, but it's not overwhelming. Okay. Sometimes you do, you know, uh, combine items and and stuff like that. But it's 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 very simple and it, and the art is in such a way. I think he's like you know, made things that are interactable a bit more pronounced in the foreground and stuff like that. So it's it's easy to work with on if you're not on PC, but, you know, with any point and click, PC is probably the way to go. But, mm. but yeah, you're, you're basically uh, playing as this, this, this maiden, this fair maiden who's like a knight and she, there was like the holy war and she was just killing people and she was enjoying it and then it's like the holy war's over and she's like... I can't do any more murders. It's like no, you can't do any more murders <laughs> except for this guy. So it's basically a adventure to get to this guy just so you can commit a murder. <laughs> and <laughs> that's pretty the, great. And up to that point, y- you can pretty much murder anybody you want. But by doing that, it's it locks off like a lot of the game for you oh. it's like once you get to this town where this um what's his name saint peter or something like that lives it's like if you've killed people it's like the townspeople there are not going to help you out it's like and then you're just basically going on this murder run until <laughs> the end of the game you're like you're standing in my way i'm going to kill you okay this guy is not take this boatman is not going to take me over here i'll just kill I mean, you take your again. boat you, you, you opened up saying it sounds very Monty Python, mm. and it does amazingly sound very Monty Python. It's, it's kind of like, yes, you absolutely. must answer yes. me these questions three, and just yeah. knock their head yeah. off and progress <laughs> yeah. through anyway, and not even yes. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. literally uh, just eviscerating people or slashing people in half, beheading people. Uh, it, it, I, it, I can see why someone would take the, uh, the suicide, not suicide, like... Um, just murderous murder route. route. Just the murder kill. route. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's like achievements. It's like if you... Like a pacifism <laughs> route kind ending. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Pacifism and just like bloody barren route. And it's just like... Yeah. But but I played uh, the first way through um, without killing anybody. And you obviously more see more of the game and it's um, there's more puzzles. Um, it's sort of like... Uh, uh, what, what was it? Curse of the Monkey Island, where you can basically now play the the easy version, where it's like oh. less puzzles, or you can play the um, you know, the, the how it's meant to be with more puzzles. It's a bit harder. Um, this is what that feels like. It's like you can just kill your way all the way through this game, or you can you know solve the puzzles. And um, even though everything is like Renaissance art, and some of it gets a bit weird. <laughs> All the puzzles are like grounded in us, where it's like I didn't struggle. Um, I think I needed one hint for something, and that was it. So. Yeah, really it, enjoyable it looks, games. It I hope looks it keeps fucking fantastic. Uh, um, yeah, just just, just uh, there's in in the Steam screenshots, there's one mm-hmm. which is just this character in his awful armor, which just stood there, and he's obviously hovering mm-hmm. over something. Uh, one of the one of the paintings in the room that he's in, and just says a painting of three naughty boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gives, you, gives you nothing at all. But he's excellent at the same time. Yes, the the annotations on all the paintings are just hilarious, and I think it's got one of the best Kickstarter um, backing 
uh, like kind of rewards things. Oh. Where um, obviously the people who you know probably supported at a higher tier. Mm-hmm. There's like this um, in both four last things in this game. There's like a gallery in it where you can see all the you know art pieces of art that you actually use for the game. You can see them all, and mm. you know, actually read like okay, this is who is it drawn by like the year circa who who drew it and oh, nice. stuff like that. That's cool. But there's like a gallery in the back <laughs> where it's like you have to persuade this guy. It's like look, I just want to see this. He's like, you don't want to see this. It's just Kickstarter back. He's like, you don't want to see this. <laughs> it's like, yes, I do. He's like, no, I don't see it. And when you get back there, it's it <laughs> he's given like these all. <laughs> annotations to like like 10 or so kickstarter backers and it's just like this this poncy twat and stuff like nice. that <laughs> and they're all like got like renaissance looks to them as well but, that's um, amazing and then yeah and, and when you come out of that room he's like this was just a kickstarter backing room you didn't need to see a couple of white guys who very rich white guys who waste their money <laughs> so you didn't need to see that. that's really good <laughs> yeah it's really tongue-in-cheek um really self-referential um deprecating human it may not be everybody's cup of tea that kind of humor but i just find it hilarious because yeah i look at some of those pieces of art i'm just like what is going on here I, I, yes it's beautiful yeah. and you know very you know this and that but i I did not study uh, art history as a degree, so I can just honestly say, like, what the f? <laughs> People drawing. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 only six pound thirty nine, as well on Steam at the moment. It's twenty percent off until oh, wow. um, May uh, no July the eighth. Mm-hmm. And we all you need to do is just watch the trailer for this, and you'll instantly buy it. <laughs> well. <laughs> To be honest, yeah. the the bundle, which mm-hmm. is all three games from them, is the yes. price is currently the same price as buying this full price. It's only yes. eight quid. Yeah. So you That's get um, four last things, which Lucy talked about on a previous episode. And if I was smart, I would have searched for this before. <laughs> it was a good year or two ago, probably two years ago at this point. I, uh, yeah, it was definitely yeah. pre-pandemic in the before times. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The, 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 they're good. They're good games. It's just so. It's just so unique and so clever um, to be like. I can't draw. I. I can't. I can't do music. Let me just use stuff from yeah, the like, public domain. Completely. Like, you know. I. I'll just collage these paintings yeah. that exist. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and, and none of it is jarring. It all super works. It's like when you're going from scene to scene. It's like it's not like oh, I have like you know some cubist thing here and then this renaissance painting here it's like it all super meshes yeah. well together and yeah it's 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 really good i think it would just be even better if you if you studied this period of art as well and it's like oh that's this and this and this guy's just saying this these strange men <laughs> <laughs> naked <laughs> four naked strange men Yes. Yeah. The the uh, end of the trailer for four last things. After mm-hmm. going through, you know, lots of stuff, just says Renaissance artwork, pointing and clicking, highbrow buffoonery. <laughs> it's real slapstick, lowbrow kind of stuff. 
<laughs> Perfect. It's in my yeah. it's in my it's Steam it. cart right now, ready to purchase. Yeah, when finished. Um, so it was for those You'll who want to hear more about um, four last things. It was actually in 2020. Uh, it was episode 227, a Bendry right. episode with guest Dr Pepper Drinker Extraordinary Adam Nice Thomas. Oh, he's cropping up more often now, isn't he? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, um, you, 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 I think you'll enjoy it, Ben. I mean, I was like this close to buying, I think I just didn't have a reason, had other things Mm -hmm. going on, but I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to get into that. Uh, And so now that the bundle, like I'm tempted to just spend the eight quid and buy all three games. Oh, absolutely. That's that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because I haven't played the original one yet. Is it Preposterous? Uh, The Preposterous Awesomeness of Everything. Yes, yeah. I own that one. I just haven't played it yet. I need to get around to it because it's just like, yeah, I need I need more of these in my life because absolutely hilarious. nice. And that was by uh, Joe Richardson. Joe Richardson. Yeah. Richardson. Mm-hmm. Although the publisher is Joe Richardson and Super Hot. Oh, and Super Hot. Yes, for the new one, it's Super Hot as well. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, new. I mean, it's a year okay. old. Yeah. <laughs> it's published by uh, Digerati on consoles. Hmm. So. Oh, okay. Shout out to them for the code because I really enjoyed it. Perfect. Oh, Good. More of those games. Excellent. I will uh, absolutely be a Kickstarter backer if if if, if he if he decides to yeah, make the next one. Yeah, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, mate, it's when he moves then into cubism, and it, it's, just, <laughs> it's just all fucking fucked. Okay. Yeah. Completely weird. Like you think Renaissance art is weird? Just just wait until he takes it. 200 years into the future and just <laughs> no, wait, 400 years into the future um, good that's probably all the games we are going to discuss this week thank you everybody for coming and joining us and hanging out with us this evening let's go back and revisit the beers that we have drunk Lucy mm-hmm. did I have the beers stand out to you do you have a favourite this week I do, and sadly it's not the None But The Rain. Oh. Um, this was a really nice beer, the track. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot to say about it, to be mm. honest. It was... it was. If if I went out in the before times and this was on tap, I'd happily get several of those. It's like, they're very nice beers, you know. Easy to drink, a bit piney, a bit bitter... You know, tropical fruits. Your, your typical like IPA. Um, I think my favourite this week has to go to like the uh, the resonance because mm-hmm. I don't usually see many single hot beers nowadays. Um, and I love mosaic hops. It's it. It's, I mean, just ten out of ten for looks yeah. for a start. It was a really good looking beer. Um, for anyone who saw that on the video, but. Um, yeah, it, it's just has a nice sweetness, nice bit of maltiness, like even quite a slight bit of biscuitiness from like that the malts and you know tiny bit of bitterness, but so much like fruit in it as well. Um, and yeah, it had that dankness as they were saying on the on the can, and it's just it just showcased what mosaic hops can do and how mm. much I like them. It's like it's one of my favorite hops out there. Um, so many now. But you always see them, like with the trap beer, 
like all of them together i i rarely see like single hot beers yes. anymore um so yeah this was this was nice uh, as the deal said sometimes you want to get back to that old school ipa mm-hmm. like the bitterness and stuff like this i want to see like just more mosaic <laughs> and just like you know really going into that hop and just just showcasing it and think this is one of the best um showcases of the hop that i've had Mm, last couple of years, probably. Amazing. And yeah, Fair it's uh, really soft, really easy. I really enjoyed this nice. one. So, yeah, I'll be looking for more Atom. I think I've got another one downstairs, but yeah, mm, impressed. Perfect, perfect. Uh, mm. Adol, do you have a preference this week? I do. Um, it's got to be the Funky Fluids Daily Hazy APA. Mm. Um, not not only did the sort of I never really got used to that crudity on the dogma. I felt like the coffee was kind of just. Not only was it not like a really interesting coffee taste as a, as a, as a also coffee snub, but also it it didn't feel like it was doing anything exceptionally well with the portery tastes. Like there was rather, I saw that this this probably was a quite a quality coffee. I got, I got some you know fruity notes you don't get from just like generic ground up swill that you get in the instant you know it's not like that i'm just saying like it just wasn't paired well uh and again it felt a little too acrid a li- lingered too long in that acridity it felt like the coffee was just not processed right or whatever and then um so i had like it starts with these interesting interesting notes that seem to be maybe coming from the coffee but it sort of just lingered on that acridity and like the more portery multi notes I would ex- expect kind of weren't there at the end either. So all I had to really have it like the only taste I really had was like this disappointing part of the coffee taste. Like the mm. porter part was also reserved, and mm. you know, it's kind of like it's, it's it's a shame because it was making way for a taste that was disappointing. Um, uh, while the daily hazy APA is kind of what I want from an APA, right? It's like a yeah. like just. It was really tropical, or sorry, sweet fruit, some citrus, um, and also um, a little bit of like sweet stone fruit um, coming f- coming forward. Um, and then it just had this lovely lingering bitterness that was again kind of what I've been missing from a lot of uh, star PAs, like whatever you want to go, like any sort of those pale ales <laughs> that aren't yeah. just a pale ale that you know. We there's just been a trend of the past little while of them just pulling the bitterness back, which is fine to an extent. But this had it, and it wasn't. It was really reserved. It was there. It, it was just there through the finish, uh, which is what you want from an APA. But it definitely felt like an APA from like three years ago, where it's like, ah, yes, this is an APA because it's not punching me in the face, but it's still a little bitter. And I just, I guess, it was a hot day, and I just kind of miss. The unobtrusive sort of, ah, yes, this is a bit of a nuanced bitterness that's lingering. I feel like I've had a refreshing beer. It started sort of very fruity and strong, and it's given me this lovely beer aftertaste that isn't drying my mouth out or isn't so strong that I'm like, "Mm." it's just, like I said, what I want from an APA, which is just, it's there. It's It's not blow your face off. It's just like a nice lingering bitterness it's not like if this was an IPA, I'd be like, it's kind of weak, but actually, this is perfect. This is actually what I was looking for today. Great. Good beer. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I love that, uh, you know, Eastern European, I mean, Poland's not really even Eastern European. Central European. Central European. 
a Polish brewery can just nail an APA as well. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. For me... Oh, I liked both beers. I enjoyed both of them. Um, I think it's going to go to the KCBC. The... um, Thought so. Kings County (laughs) Brewers collective yeah i mean uh, both beers were good i would have both beers again the um brain on hops was just like kind of so soft and worked through that flavor so well like it it flowed so excellently through that beer that it's just kind of like how 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 is this beer made? How do they get these <laughs> flavors to work in the way that they do? How do they make this such soft flavor and soft kind of mouthfeel while still being completely full of flavor, uh, full-bodied, and just nail that flow between what they're trying to show? I, I just don't get it. How do they do it? They sacrifice a baby lamb. I mean, they probably do. Have you have you seen the have you seen the, the front of the tin? A man's head is melted away. Um, <laughs> they're they're obviously all into their satanic rituals, of course. Uh, and we support that here. Do whatever you need. Make good beer. Doesn't matter what it takes. Don't sacrifice sentient beings. Though. Hmm. Let's let's end it there. This week, uh, you can get us in lots of different places. We are Tanked Up Cast almost everywhere. I'm at Nova underscore 47 if you'd like to chat to me. Lucy is. Juicy Loose 9. And Adel is. At the Omniarch. If you'd like to chat to either of them over on the socials or connect and play some games, perhaps. Chat to them on the socials first, rather than just be like, hey, play this game with me, because uh, that would be weird. You can get all of us um, <laughs> out of lives net as well on Twitter, or go to outoflives.net to see our faces if you're listening to us, to listen to other podcasts that we do and read other articles and pieces that go up at all. You um, do a live comedy show this next act, which has been started up. Again, since we're yep. allowed to go out and do stuff now, yeah. um, and that's going up. Still feels a bit weird. <laughs> that's going up kind of weekly at the moment, but also, as I understand it, we might be hearing you on it as well at some point. Yeah, not only am I the announcer and producer, uh, the 11th of July, is that a Sunday? Maybe. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing five minutes, which means I need to write more than five minutes so I can tell the bad jokes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a thing that's on my to-do list that's rapidly Uh, coming close. Good. Um, Yeah. Nice. Looking forward to that. (laughs) That Um, Adam and I also do uh, Geek Out Weekly, (laughs) and you can go to outoflives.net, or you can go to our YouTube page, Out of Lives to uh, listen to previous episodes that we have done. You can see our lovely faces and the beers that we have drank on our YouTube channel as well. Or, as some of you have done, and we thank you very much for it, you can come to twitch.tv slash outoflivesnetwork to watch us live, mostly on a Tuesday, occasionally on a Wednesday, sometimes on a Thursday. 
the day doesn't really matter. We'll let you know roughly when we're if, going if, to if be. You, if you just hit that follow button on Twitch, it'll let you know when we've gone live. Yeah. I'm pointing in like all directions because I don't know. I mean, actually, to be fair, is. I think given that I'm in the bottom of the frame, it should... Oh, wait, it's a reflection. It's there. Notifications. Yeah. Somewhere. Right. It should be about there. Do that. Do it on every platform of choice that you are listening or watching to us on on the youtubes or if you are so kind and you have a couple of minutes go on your podcast service of choice give us a rating give us a review it helps us spread the word it brings more people into the community it lets us chat a little bit more if you want to chat to us more so than just the occasional social thing come to our discord as well which is an out of lives discord and you can chat to everybody out of lives then about the work that they're producing, the things that they've been playing and everything they've been doing. I was very kindly just put that up into the uh, Twitch chat as well. So if you're listening to us, go to the Twitch chat or I think it's probably pinned on Twitter too. So yep. do those things. They're the ways that you can talk to us. They're the ways you can come and have a chat with us about the games that you're playing or the beers that you are drinking. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what we've drank this week. They're the games that we have played. That's the ways that you can talk to us. For this week, we've been tanked up. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. No words of wisdom this week. Goodbye. Ciao. Oh, you are the weakest link. Uh, Ciao. Wait, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me, Ben, or the listener? None of us are the weakest link. Um, goodbye. I'll, I'll talk about Countdown off it. <laughs> oh, amazing. www.outoflives.net <laughs> <laughs>